You're listening to the Auxiliary Gate Podcast, Kentucky's weekly horse racing discussion. And now, here are your hosts, Alan Schneider, Brandon Jaggers, and me, C.C. Broadus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 33 of the Auxiliary Gate Podcast. I'm C.C. Broadus. And I'm joined by my best pals, Alan Schneider. Hello, everybody. And Brandon Jaggers. Happy New Year, Brandon. Hey, guys. You too. Thank you. All right. Well, glad you could be with us. Uh, guys, uh, real quick, uh, any New Year's resolutions? Oh, uh, the same one everybody always has. I need to trim this uh, trim this waistline down a little bit. Uh, outside <laughs> of that, I don't know off the top of my head. Give me What's your brand? <laughs> I've got to shed the PPP pounds, <laughs> and then uh, I plan to not play again in January until the Pegasus World Cup. Everybody's invited <laughs> to my house. We're going to have a big blowout. It's going to be fun. It's sometime in January. Last year was January 25th. I- I'm going to probably last definitely until the 25th, if not a few days after. So come on over. Okay. Dude, you're going you're gonna to be playing Thursday night. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, my New Year's resolution is to uh, my New Year's res- resolution is to gain weight. I think I think I've I've been a good boy this year. Uh, t- 2021, I'm going to put on about 20 pounds. What about that? I just <laughs> ate a Chick Fil A sandwich, so <laughs> Chick Fil A a day. That's right. All right. Well, guys, we've got a special guest with us uh, on this particular podcast, and I, I think it's important to spotlight the the young up and comers in a sport where the spotlight is not necessarily shared as often as it should be. Amen. Yeah, our guest tonight may be young, but she certainly knows her way around a racehorse. And not just any horse, but, you know, the best of the best, as we'll soon find out. Originally from Ocala, Ocala Florida, our guest worked her way up the ladder and soon opened a public stable in late 2018. Uh, since then, she's already accumulated 13 winners, and including four wins in the month of December. And that's no small feat when you're starting from scratch. She's speaking to us tonight from her winter base at Oaklawn Park in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And we're proud to be joined by Chelsea Moisey, formerly Chelsea Cody. Chelsea, are you there? I am here. How, how's the weather in Hot Springs? A lot warmer than it is other places, I'll tell you that, especially. <laughs> I can imagine. So, uh, Chelsea, uh, growing up in Ocala, which is basically the horse capital of Florida. A lot, of, a lot of, a lot of farms down there. You know, that's the home of the two-year-old sales and whatnot. Uh, was, was there ever any doubt at any point that your future would, would you know, be involved with uh, talented equines? There was absolutely no doubt. I mean, I started real young with horses, as you know, young as I can remember. I was riding. Um, my mom actually, she bred and did a lot of pen hooking and, and training a little bit as well, and. Um, my father was a quarter horse trainer. My stepdad was a quarter horse jockey. So there was kind of no doubt. It just, wow. you know, what I was going to do. And yeah, okay. So it was in the blood. Anything else. Yeah, I was a complete shock to anyone if I wanted to do anything else. I, I got you. Okay. Uh, so you started your career with uh, Buff Bradley, maybe, but was it six or seven, eight years ago at a really young age? Uh, how, did, how did that come about? How did you get to know uh, Buff? So, actually, I was breaking babies and doing the two-year-old sales for Art Fisher in Ocala, and Art did most of 
Buff's baby breaking at the time. So he would come down periodically during the winter to check on the babies while he was at his winter base in like Gulfstream in Tampa. And um, that's how I met him, actually. And then when I decided, you know, you know, everyone, when you're that young, everybody wants to go to Churchill and ride, right? That's the dream, you know, go to Churchill, see the Derby, you know, see everything. So I had reached out to him and he had a very small opening for about one to two months where he would need an exercise rider. So it just kind of was perfect timing. I already knew him, you know, knew he wasn't going to steer me in the wrong path. So I, I started and I, and I didn't leave for a very long time. So, you know, during your stint with, with the Bradley barn, he had a lot of really nice horses come along. I mean, Groupie Dolls, one of my all-time favorites. I, I saw her. I was at, at Ellis Park the day she won the uh, the Gardenia back in the day. And then uh, yeah. the Visadero and the player. Did you get to work around those horses? I did. Actually, I was very fortunate to work with all of them. Um, cool. I came in on, it was the, I think, June of 2013. So it would have been the second year that Groupie won the Breeders' Cup. So I got to see... I think the first week I started working for him, she had just worked her first three eights back off of her layoff. So I kind of got to see her come along that whole last year. Um, and then, you know, I was working for him when she won the Breeders' Cup. And that was incredible because I had watched on TV the year before. I had been a fan. You know, Art Fisher didn't break that one, but we always support, you know, our friends and the people that we ride for. So I was a huge fan of her. And then to get to work very closely with her, was pretty incredible that was kind of mind-blowing at that point i was like okay i think i'm a racetracker now <laughs> what was what was groupie doll like uh, what, she, what was her temperament like sweet man she was sweet as could be and you know you she's one where you, you would walk by her and she has a you know a pretty mare you know big stout beautiful chestnut but you she didn't scream i'm groupie doll she kind of, she blended in a little more, but once you knew her, you knew her, and then her class stood out amongst all of them. Right. So, uh, and, and I assume you worked with the Visadero as well? Yes, from, actually, from start to finish. I pulled him off the van the day he came in as a two-year-old, and then, you know, we had him in for a little while, and we moved to Tampa, and actually, he got ready to run at our Tampa string with me and Maria Cable. We were both his assistants at the time, and... Both of us got him ready, and we shipped him down maybe a work or two before he broke his maiden down there. And then throughout his whole career, I mean, I was right there with him and, until he left our stable. What was your range of duties for for the Bradley Barn? Did, was it galloping horses or or other things? Um, God, I did everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what's expected of you, right? It started off, yeah, it started off just an exercise rider and then getting closer to – when they were getting ready to move south, Buff asked me if I would like to get my assistant license, do a little bit more, and learn. And that's when I said absolutely. I mean, it was going back to Florida. It was going back to home, as close to home as I could get, you know, with still being on the racetrack. So I jumped into it, absolutely. So could you put into words any type of, you know, wisdom that you picked up from from working from, for Buff or, or any type of skills that uh, you may not have, you know, obviously you've, you've got a long history of working with uh, equine yeah. athletes and whatnot, but what, what did you pick up uh, working with, uh, with the Bradley barn? Buff's an incredible horseman. He has done, he has also done every job in the business from breeding to riding himself to training. And one thing it's it, that I really picked up from him was how to talk to owners 
how to talk to your employees, how to treat your employees, how to make them want to work for you and, and make it a happy environment, make everybody happy, make the horses happy. Um, he truly, truly cared about the horse's well-being. The ho happy horses are going to run like happy horses. And that's kind of what I've continued on with. Understandable. So you opened your uh, your public stable, I guess, was it late in 2018? Is that right? Yeah, I'm right at the tail end, pretty much. Or, yeah, I'm early 2000. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, what was it like to make that leap? Was it, uh, you know, was it a big deal to you or is this something that you, well, you kind of expected? It, it kind of just happened more than anything. At that time, Buff had decided to shut down the Florida operation and take everything to New Orleans for the winter. And at that time, yeah, I was, you know, early on in a marriage and it, it kind of made more sense to go to one place versus me going to New Orleans and being down there. So it kind of just happened the way it did. And I only started off with one horse that a friend of mine sent to me from Ocala and, um, and slowly it picked up from there, but it was kind of a happy accident more than anything. I got you. Well, so what were the early days like? Was it, was it a lot of uh, gnashing of teeth and just worrying all the time or is it just, uh, was it you, you just kind of went through the motions or, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? I'll tell you what, Buff got a lot of random phone calls with a lot of random questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't a huge adjustment because at that time, I mean, I was bus only assistant and I had, I take, you know, 25 horses to Tampa and I had done that for several years. So I'd always like been on my own more or less. I mean, he really trusted me and just kind of threw me the reins and, you know, decisions were made and we talk about it after kind of situation. So it wasn't a huge adjustment, but it, you know, it's different when your name's in the program and there's nobody else to ask when you get into a jam or you have a question so i have a lot of close friends i got a lot of phone calls in the beginning so outside of that is what other challenges do you face as a, as a trainer you know starting starting fresh uh, what what uh what what do you have to worry about day to day i mean obviously you want to keep the owners happy and, and you know and keep the horses sound and keep them going i mean probably the challenges are keeping your numbers up keeping things consistent trying to do well, trying to keep everybody happy. That's a lot, you know, between the owners, the horses, and then your employees. It's a balancing act. Yeah, so obviously. But I'm very lucky to have good owners. I mean, I have great, great owners that kind of support me so far, 100%. I mean, they've been they've been all in, and, you know, we keep just keep moving forward. Uh, now, obviously, you, you know that you're a good horse, horse person. And you've you've been around horses all your life, but now the rest of us did not know that. But yeah. I think you got your biggest vote of confidence from Al Stahl last spring, around I think end of March, when he sent Tom's data to you. Is that correct? Yes, that wow. was that was a very exciting phone call to get. So Al and I have had a very good working relationship. Um, the prior year here at Oakland he sent a few horses to me to kind of oversee his operation. He had gotten down from like 10 he had here to four or so. And it would just kind of financially made more of a sense. I only had a few horses to just combine them and I help him and he helped me. And um, so we had already had such a good relationship because of that first year. And then um, I had a few already up here at Oakland for him before COVID hit. So when they canceled Keeneland meet, which was, that was Tom's Day Ta's 
race was Keeneland. So when they shut yeah. that down, he called me and said, hey, I'm going to run Thomas A. Ta and Bobby Wicked, Bobby's Wicked one at Oakland. I'm going to send them to you. And I was like, ooh, so, you know, a kid in a candy store, of course. Who doesn't want to win? Ride a great right. one, millionaire. I mean, I was like <laughs> very excited. And I was like, ah, oh, well, if it happens, it happens. You know, that's okay. I, I didn't. It's one thing until until I see them, I didn't believe it was happening. And then I got a phone call. Hey, they're on their way. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, so what was it like uh, working with the big horse? So what what was he like? Man, he was the coolest. He. I have never been around an animal just as classy as he is. He, I think he's smarter than all of us. He knows exactly <laughs> what he's supposed to do day to day. I mean, a monkey could ride him. He was easy. He knew his body. He knew exactly how to take care of himself, but still would have his days where he felt really good. And he was just happy. He was just happy to be there. He is truly an older horse that loved his job. Uh, a type like that, they really take care of themselves, don't they? You know, the, oh, man, he really does. Around at seven, you know, seven years of age, right? I mean, he he really, yeah. really knew knew what uh, what to to do to keep himself healthy, right? Yes, absolutely, he did. He was incredibly smart, and I'm sure I, I'm sure he'll pass it on to his babies for sure. So, under your care, Tom's they tie won the Oaklawn Mile. It was about the day that they normally run the Arkansas Derby, I think, or maybe the week before, but uh, tell us about that day. I mean, were you nervous or, or how did you feel? And, and and what was the race like for you? I was, you know, of course I was a little nervous. It was, you know, I mean, I'll put a lot of faith and trust in me and he always made it super easy. I mean, he, he was so great to communicate with and, you know, I'd call him, we'd talk, that's it. You know, he, so it wasn't as much pressure, but it was actually, um, this is definitely my first time saddling a greatest stakes horse, that's for sure. Not the last. Not the last, but um, no, it, you know, with no fans being there, everything was calm and relaxed, and that horse is quiet as a mouse in the paddock, and so it was more exciting than anything. Absolutely. Oh so let's uh, especially when he won in the pouring down rain. Let me tell you, we didn't care about getting wet then. Oh my gosh, that was such an exciting race too. He <laughs> was, was absolutely rolling home. He slingshot it off the rails. Man, I, I like on the backside I got a little nervous and then when I saw him come around, I mean he just had his ears pricked and he run by him like he knew exactly how much he had to do to get there. I could that horse was not more with you dressed. Guys. That horse was not blowing after the race. He walked back to the test barn like it was just a gallop in the rain. Absolutely. It was it was incredible. I think the way that horse handled that race made me appreciate him so much more. So Chelsea, you're back at Oakland this winter. I think you just got down there maybe Saturday. Uh, yeah. So what what uh, why did you decide on Oakland again as your winter base? I, well, I, I have a few Archie breads. Um, so oh. that was the main deciding factor. I have Archie breads for a couple different owners. And one of my, uh, my biggest owner lives here, Lewis Matthews. Um, and he's been one of my biggest supporters. So, I mean, the horses fit here. The Archie breads definitely fit here. Um, and it's kind of just, you know, the people in this town have honestly just kind of just fell into being home. How how many uh, horses are in your care right now? I have fourteen of my own. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. Impressive. It's, it's, yeah. That's I, you're rolling. When I, when I left here in May, I had 
six, I believe. So things grew and they got a little bigger and they've gotten a little smaller and it's, you know, been, the numbers have been a little all over the place and it's been a little lower than it has been this summer, but I got a lot of, I have probably five or six that I haven't even run yet. What's the option? Serious serious money in those Arkansas bread races, isn't there not? There's there's some some real dough in there. It's real dough. And you know what? I did good with the Arky breads all summer too. Um, so after they left here, I had one, a one at Indiana. I had one that won a couple races over at Belterra. Um, and then I, I had one filly that won first time out up at Arlington. She actually got taken down, which was oh. a you know, blessing in disguise. It's okay. Um, yeah, so the Archie Reds have been really good to me. They were good to me here last year, and they kept being good to me. So I'm, I'm, you know, really counting on a good winter meet with those. Didn't they? Didn't they write some Arkansas bread races? For at Arlington over the summer, is that right? Am I- yeah, they do actually. So their restricted races are for I think Louisiana, Illinois, Arkansas, maybe something else. But those are they're very hard to get to go. And the the filly that I took up there to run, I had entered her in one of those restricted races a couple times, and eventually they hustled me into Open Company, and at that oh. point she needed to run, so she won against Open Company. Kind oh, of. She won. did. I guess kind of one. Kind of one. <laughs> kind of one. <laughs> it's a, it's a funny replay if you want to watch. It's 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 a little funny. I'll take a look at it. Yeah. What's, Chelsea, what's the optimal number of horses you'd like to have in your stable? Is it just more the merrier, or is there are there a certain number you'd like to have it, you know, no, in mind? I think one of my greatest abilities that I have is the fact that I am a good rider, and I do like getting on them in the mornings. I think that's going to continue as long as it can. Um, I always admire, I've always admired Larry Jones. I mean, he rode until he absolutely couldn't anymore. And I think that that always worked well for him. And I like doing that. So I feel like, you know, around the the 20 range where there's still enough that I can do and somebody else can do. And, you know, I, I do like being on their backs a lot. So do you get on, I mean, do you get on every horse in the morning. <laughs> Sometimes. Wow. wow. I, I had been. <laughs> The, the last, like, November and December got a little sticky with me as far, you know, once people start shipping out of Churchill, help becomes hard to find. So I got on pretty much, I mean, I, I was working hard, <laughs> we'll say that. But I have I have good help here, and, you know, we're able to get everything out, and, you know, we don't have to rush, we take our time, and um, I, got, I got a good rider helping me. So I, I try to get on as many as I can because I do still enjoy it. But I also like riding the pony, too. Alan, do you have any questions for Chelsea? Oh yeah, well we've mentioned a couple of the buff <clears throat> buff horses that you've been around, but mm-hmm. what about uh, were, were you around Brass Hat or is that before your time? <laughs> Brass Hat was before my time, but um, I did show him. Oh um, really? For a couple seasons, yeah, we restarted him over fences, and we took him to a lot of the hunter jumper shows, and I did ride him, you know, at the horse park and and stuff over fences. So that's another horse, man. The first time he was he was the first millionaire that I had ever been on. And he is he's a cool horse. He's a little different than most. He's a little more standoffish, but he um I've never seen a horse that enjoys attention from the public as much as him. One person can walk in the barn and he'll snort at them. <laughs> but you put twenty people in and his head's hanging out the door looking at every single one of them. Oh yeah, that's I see. You know, yeah. I remember when he ran at Turfway Park. As a in a fifteen thousand dollar made in fifteen. Made in <laughs> fifteen. Did, did you know that? 
Yeah, I did. He ran, I think, second, right? Maiden 15 second. and run second maiden special and broke his maiden in a stake, didn't he? Mm-hmm. The great, well, it's one of the greatest stories in racing, honestly. Oh, what about yeah. the player? What about the player? Were you around the player? Oh, we didn't talk about the player. Now, the player is another one. I was actually saw him when he was just a few days old. So I had been around him since he was actually a little baby. And right from the beginning, I mean, the player was special. The player had his name. He, <laughs> You knew that if he wasn't going to be a racehorse, he was definitely going to have be a movie star or something i mean he just has the personality that no other horse yeah. has yeah well we were talking about the racehorse the player brandon not you buddy just so you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. you know unfortunately you know it, it was sad i mean we we yeah. all were very upset when he broke down obviously but i mean busted absolutely everything he could to save that horse and it was very admirable of him because a lot of people wouldn't have done that short term he had a great he had a great career uh, while he was on the racetrack. Uh, yeah. I see you won a couple of races last week for Christmas, didn't you? Like Christmas week. Did you not? It was like Christmas presents for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Was, That's impressive. Really cool. <laughs> yeah, they were all horses, actually, that I had entered. I had kept entering everything up at Turfway, and I couldn't get anything in, and I was struggling up there. So I said, you know, I guess we're going to Mountaineer in the morning. And um, I like it. That Mountaineer was great to me this summer. I actually went five for seven up there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's 71%. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Um, and then I shipped, uh, actually, last week I left on Monday, loaded up four horses in the trailer and took them and stapled them in Mountaineer and shipped two over to Mahoning to run and run the other two in Mountaineer, came back, spent Christmas Day, and and then left, took off the hot spring. So it was finally, I'm starting to catch a breath here. That's cool. You know, War Ballad, I remember War Ballad's your horse, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Was he yeah. one of those winners last week or is that a she? She, that a she was, she was. Yeah, actually she was my very first start as a trainer. And really? I have kept her. I have tortured her a little bit. I definitely run her <laughs> over her head way more than I should have, but I like her. She's my filly. Yeah, and, um, I remember yeah, her running. That was a very well overdue win. <laughs> Yeah, we were second at Churchill last year, if I'm not mistaken. Did she 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 ran a big race at Churchill last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she did. She ran I think she ran a couple. She definitely ran second, I think, in the spring. Um and you know, I always had a runner just a little bit over her head, but it's like when you're small, it's how do you lose your best horse that keeps making you money. Yeah. You know, of course. That's you know, so it it was a little more of a personal decision versus a business decision. But I'm actually gonna I plan on giving her just a few more starts and then probably retire her and breed her. Gotcha. You know, you mentioned Turfway. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. You mentioned Turfway a moment ago. Uh, since you're a trainer and an exercise rider, you probably know the answer to this question as much as anybody, but what, what's your take on the tap at the tapita surface up there at Turfway? What do you think about it? I assume so, you've been on it. I haven't rode on it. Oh, you haven't? I stabled over at, at Churchill Trackside. So I, I got to run two horses on it. One seemed to like it pretty good, um, and the other one not so much. So I, I really can't have a fair say on that. Um, okay. I've heard, you know, exercise riders love it. From what I've heard, I heard it's very quiet. You can't even hear a horse blown by you. Wow. Um, but I know people that stable there also like it too. I think it's a like it or love it situation. But I, you know, I, I've never actually ridden on either surface. So. Mm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're at, you say you're at Oakland right now at Hot Springs. You've been yeah. there for a couple of years now, right? <laughs> Believe yep. me, I'm 50 years old. I've been playing this game for a long time. Been up several races. I've never been to Oakland, and I'm going to try to change that. This year. <laughs> you are missing out. <laughs> I know. Like... That's that's what I'm getting to. It's, it's a hole in my resume, 
And now that you're a veteran of that scene up there, I mean, what can you tell a newbie like myself if they were coming up there about the racetrack, the area? I mean, what would you recommend or should so, I get up there? I think I know the answer to that. Yeah, absolutely, yes. The answer is yes. If you haven't been here, I, this is a place growing up in Florida. I never wanted to be in the cold. I never thought I would end up here, but boy, do I love it. <laughs> really? Uh, it's the coolest part about the town is it kind of, it reminds me of like the fans in the city in Saratoga. They love the race meet. They can't wait for the race meet. And people are like avid horse racing fans. And that's what it is here. You can go to restaurants and bars and, and there's, you know, wind pictures all over the walls. Awesome. And people, you walk in the door and they're like, you work the racetrack? What do you do? Can we get you anything? <laughs> you know, they're, <laughs> they're excited to see you. And the town itself has so much history here. And I, I didn't know much about it before the first year I came. But I've done all the tours. I've been to the Wax Museum. I've done the duck boat tours. I've done everything. And I do that every year I've came. But it's you're always learning more. Like a lot of the bars downtown have so much history in the Arlington Hotel. It's just there's a lot more to do here rather than horse racing. You can come and, you know, between the national parks, you can spend all day hiking. There's lots of trail riding here. Um, there's just, there's something to do all the time. So you're saying I need to get there is what you're saying. I'm saying you have to do it once and you'll probably do it again. I <laughs> got you. <laughs> you know, one more question for you real quick. Yeah. Brandon, I take those. You said you're from Ocala, right? Yes. And so, you know, we're from Kentucky. So Ocala claims to be the horse racing capital of the world, don't they? And Lexington claims to be the horse racing capital of the world. So you make the call. Who is it? I think Kentucky would be the horse racing capital of the world. I think Ocala... <laughs> would be a different kind of horse capital. They just have so many different breeds, so many different disciplines. People go down there for so many more things than Kentucky. Kentucky is mostly horse racing. Ocala is anything and everything you could want to do. Yeah, well, you know, maybe you should run for uh, office because that was a great political answer, by the way. <laughs> that, was, that was wonderful. <laughs> Excellent answer. Hey, Brandon, what do you got for uh, Miss Moisey? Yeah, so you were talking about, you know, your current stable at 14 and, yeah. you know, and you said a few that haven't even raced yet. So who could our listeners kind of take a look for, especially at Oakland, once that meet opens or or other places? Yeah, I have a, a two-year-old, uh, well, I guess soon-to-be three-year-old Arkansas bred filly who so far has, you know, shown me enough. I'm, I'm a little excited about her. Her name is Little Burrito. Little burrito, burrito, burrito. 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 the owner's dog. Yes, little I burrito. Forget that one. Um, and the other one is actually the filly, my grace, the one that ran at Arlington. She is another one. She actually, um, I almost, she almost didn't make it back here. Um, after her race at Arlington, she actually caught pneumonia and Ooh. she spent a couple weeks in the clinic. And it was a lot of, um, she had to have meds six, six times a day. So, there's a lot of time and effort put into getting her back. But so far, she is lungs are clear. She's good to go. She's got like a miraculous bill of health from Haggard Equine. They, they did a phenomenal job with her. So if she wins, there's going to be a lot to celebrate. So, so yeah. you're saying, real quick, Brandon, you're saying you had a My Grace broke her maiden in open company got disqualified so now she gets to run in maiden special weights in arkansas state bread company yes it's, that's not a bad little deal is it it was, hint, I think wink, it was wink. Blessing in disguise huh what's that yeah when, hint, hint, when she wink, got wink. taken down it didn't hurt my feelings so i that. see what you're saying i 
I can do the math. I know it would have been money. my first win was a first time starter, but it didn't hurt. But me. Mm, oh. long term, I know I know how much those Arkansas pots are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. So, I, you know, I was doing some due diligence here quickly, and mm-hmm. you're friends with uh, Paul and Sarah Sharp down in Ocala. Yes. Have I, you have you worked with him at all, or? So yes, on and off, man. They're they are great, great people. Um, I I worked a lot of the two-year-old yearling sales. I kind of did that, you know, growing up when I was in Ocala. I kind of traveled all over. Um, so I've known Sarah and Paul. I mean, they've known me since I was since I was a little kid. Um, and they're great, man. I think they do a fantastic job. They have an incredible amount of success that comes from their stable, and they're just they're just nice, good people. And you can't beat that. Yeah. Good yeah. horse people. They and they've been Ocala. I mean, that's where their place is. I think or outside of there. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So we're definitely going to be watching. Uh, definitely in Arkansas. I, I'm gonna. I'm taking a racing break for like three weeks. But uh, don't not. listen to him, Chelsea. No, yeah, he's not. Uh, I know. You'll be peaking. You'll be peaking. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Oakland's always different though. That that track. I mean, being a dirt surface is. It doesn't play like a Churchill Downs or definitely not like a Saratoga or, or Gulfstream. So how would you describe it? Oakland's been great to me. It's been great to me since I started. So, I mean, I always like the surface. I, I, I heard some negative things about it before I came here, but I haven't had any anything, you know, any negative issues with it. I think it's great. I think when, you know, it holds the weather well, uh they do an incredible job taking care of it you know it's in a state park so it's not like they can use you know any chemicals on it so you know during the race meet they work very hard at keeping track good and i think Uh they do a great job yeah we raced down there i guess it was april may and i don't remember because it was covid and i was doing pvp stuff but yeah uh i do want to make it down it's not easy for little villains to get down there I think you got to fly into some other airport and you got to take a drive for a couple hours, but. So, uh, Southwest used to have a direct flight, but I don't know if they do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like really. Is it a uh, seven hour drive or eight hour drive? Is uh, it, it's at, it's at eight mobile. Yeah. Eight, depending on how fast you drive. It's an easy drive. Is it? But hmm. you know, if you fly in little Rock's still what 55 minutes from here. So you, you know, you still have that drive, but eh, it's no big deal. Yeah. It's, cool. it's not guys, bad for the listeners guys, to know. Yeah. Here. yeah the listeners need a we could definitely just take a road trip it's especially if they're open to fans because a lot of folks didn't get to experience that this year in kentucky and and hopefully yeah. that hopefully that'll change uh once meets open up in the spring and, and summer so yeah uh, arkansas is open for business yeah I, I, as, as far as i've heard they're going to be open for fans i'm not sure i hope so man because just the locals here support it so much on an opening day, they get like 40,000, 60,000 people usually. Something crazy, right? Between opening day and then like when it, you start getting like Southwest, Rebel, Arkansas Derby. Oh, Central's packed. You can't get to the track. And I think really? that's just. Fantastic. I, I think that's the coolest, man. That anybody that wants to support racing, bring them on. Yeah, I'm a Louisvillian. I know what it's like with, uh, you know, these big crowds around certain times of the year and stuff. So I'm, I'm, I love hearing that. And, and CC here is Mr. Oaklawn. This guy loves Oaklawn park do you not cc i'm embarrassed to say i've never been there though i know we've got to rectify <laughs> yeah. that i can't believe it how, how we got a tour I, guide now <laughs> oh, come on we'll go <laughs> hey chelsea though 
give me some other tracks that you've been to that you you know you or you'd like to go back to or you know you, have you ever done saratoga or in any any of the the big tracks in the country i've done um when i worked the sales i was always in saratoga every year and then i got lucky enough one year a buff sent me up there with a horse and what was supposed to be like a week-long stay ended up being a few week-long stay because it rained off the turf <laughs> so uh-huh. I just hang out and it, i mean saratoga is incredible um it's something that i mean i think a, a couple of weeks is more than enough um but i definitely that's that was one of my favorite tracks forever i've been to del mar haven't been to san anita i thought del mar was really neat i like that um tampa kind of kind of became a home um i spent i think five winters there which i'll always rave about that racetrack I think that's one of the greatest surfaces in the country it is i've it walked is, that surface i don't so know what you're talking to, about i've been down so there. great to train on the horses come out of tampa it's like a working vacation for them they come out of that so great going into churchill i i always like training down there um I like Gulfstream, but those are probably my favorites between, I mean, I'm a huge Churchill fan. Churchill's home for me now, and I'll always support that no matter what. You got a favorite small track? Probably Tampa. Tampa, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's on the smaller end for sure. For the the money that they run for, they get some incredible horses that roll through there. Yeah, they do. They get some nice, of course, Clement runs down there, and Yes. yes. And, I mean, Fletcher's yeah, Bridge Fletcher. several maidens there with horses that it went on to very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Chelsea, what's the plan after Oakland? Uh, Oakland, I think, ends on Derby Day again. Are you are yeah. you coming back to Kentucky or, or? Yep. Yep. The plans go back to Kentucky. You know, a lot can change between now and then, but that's my plan. You know, uh, Louisville's became home. Um, I, you know, the owners that I have. Yeah, they're they're pretty lenient on where they go. You know, they just want to do well and and make money. Um, but you know, Churchill's been home, and as long as they'll let me come back, I'll I'll be going. So you'll be stabling at Churchill. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. That's cool. Okay. Uh, so before we wrap up here, Chelsea, uh, mm-hmm. why don't you? Uh, we want you to have a stable full of horses. Why don't you uh, use this opportunity to just kind of tell people, you know, what. Uh, why, why potential owners should, should send their runners to you? I think if you were asking my owners this right now, I think, I think that they could say this too. It's the communication. The communication that I give. I, I pick up people that have communication problems with other trainers. And, um, you know, people just, you know, this is their, their money and it's not necessarily the livelihood, but it's their, it's their hobby. They want to know how their horses are doing. They want to know what's going on. Um, you know, they want to feel like they're a part of it. A lot of my people too have, have bred their own. So, you know, they're essentially they're, they're kids in a way. Um, so between the communication and, and I think me having the ability to ride helps a lot of things too. All right. So I am thoroughly impressed. Well being, I take a lot of pride in how good my horses look. I'm not going to brag on myself, but my horses do. Brag on yourself. Yeah, uh, that's the name <laughs> they, of the game. They look really, really good. <laughs> All right, so I, like I said, I'm thoroughly impressed, uh, Chelsea. Yeah, I, I, I am think, too. Uh, I too. I think you've got a bright future, and I, I hope uh, some, some potential owners are listening because uh, I think they would do well to to send some horses to you for sure because you're you're a lifer. It sounds like. I guess one one more question before we go: Do you have a do you have a uh, social life, or is it all about horses all 24/7? It's pretty much horses. I mean, if we're 
working at the track, we're usually off trail riding somewhere or going to little horse sales and buying horses to flip for ponies. And I, it's just horses and all oh, my friends. Oh. We, that, that's it. <laughs> Sounds like the life. I understand. Okay. But it's uh, that, for me, it's fun to go ride more horses after the track. That's fun for me. Guys, uh, any more questions for Chelsea? No, Chelsea's great. I, I'm, I am going to be really pulling for you at Oakland and stuff. Thank uh, you. Chelsea. I appreciate it. I, I, I all really the fans I can get. And uh, this is this is fantastic. You're great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, no questions. Down, if we, wait, if we come down to Oakland, you'll show us around a bit, right? I, mean, I we don't need much. First phone call when you're coming. <laughs> you got it, because I'll get lost down there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll wrap it up there, and and like I said, good luck to Chelsea uh, in her future endeavors, and we hope she has a big meet at uh, Oakland. Maybe cash in on one of those Arkansas bread races. Uh, so. Uh, like I said, thank you, Chelsea, for for joining or joining us and spending your time with us this evening. And uh, uh, we'd love to have you back at some point in the future. Is that okay? Absolutely. All right. So appreciate it, guys. So go little me. burrito. Go little burrito. Absolutely. We got to have a little burrito. We got to get we got to get him home. So uh, got the best name. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, on behalf of Alan and Brandon, this is CC Broadus, and uh, on behalf of uh, Chelsea Moisey, we're going to sign off right here. And just a reminder, all our friends at home, gambling money ain't got no home.